This daily grind, I need one wine. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. Every day of my life is such a grind. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast, and today we're going to start Acts chapter 19. And at the end of Acts chapter 18, Luke has stopped uh, talking about Paul, and he turns his focus to this man named Apollos. Apollos uh, was a guy that had been converted to Jesus by someone. That we, do, we, we don't know. The Bible doesn't say uh, but someone had told him about Jesus, and he decided to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And the the person, evidently, who taught uh, Apollos about Jesus was only aware of the baptism of John the Baptist. And so that is, or was, a baptism of repentance. But Jesus has, has now come along and died on the cross, and the Holy Spirit has, you know, he's been resurrected back up to the Father, so the Holy Spirit has been sent down and fill the apostles, and so uh, the teaching now should be to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And we we have seen that all through the book of Acts, is people being baptized in the name of Jesus. And especially for the Jews, that would be very tough, because they thought Jesus, many of them did, thought Jesus was a blasphemer, and, and, and they just had a hard time with, with Jesus and accepting Jesus, which is why... When Paul was doing all this traveling and Barnabas and all these others, when they were traveling around and telling people about Jesus, the reason why they kept rejecting the message was because they just did not accept Jesus as as the Messiah. And so they would have a difficult time, especially being baptized in the name of Jesus. But whoever converted Apollos only knew the baptism of John, which was a baptism of repentance, but it lacked something very significant because it lacked the Holy Spirit. And so uh, Paul, when as he began to travel around again, he, he left uh, his entourage, if you will, in Ephesus while he traveled around. And uh, we'll get into that here in just a second. But um, Priscilla and Aquila, uh, Silas and Timothy, they're all here in Ephesus. And on one Sabbath day, Priscilla and Aquila uh, go to the synagogue uh, where people have gathered to worship God. And they hear this guy, evidently Apollos, he's, he's preaching and he's fiery and he's excited and he's telling people that Jesus is the Messiah and how they need to accept him as the Messiah and their Lord and Savior and how they need to have their sins uh, washed in the blood of Jesus to be forgiven of their sins and 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 then he gives the invitation call, and his invitation call would be, would be to be baptized by John's baptism, a baptism of repentance, instead of being baptized in the name of Jesus. Because Apollos didn't know anything about the baptism of Jesus and, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we'll see that here in just a minute. Uh, and so Ananias, I'm sorry, uh, Aquila and Priscilla, they, they hear Apollos' message. They're like, man, dude, you're on point. Everything sounds good. But uh, we need to talk to you about this baptism thing because uh, you've, got a, you've got that part all wrong. Ba- John's baptism is, is no longer. Uh, it's, 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 it's not any good anymore. 
Uh, matter of fact, that's empty. And what you what you need to be telling people is they need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins, and and they can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so after Apollos uh, gets this correct teaching, and he was doing the right thing, he was doing what he knew to do, and he was telling people about Jesus. He just lacked that one thing, and that was the baptism of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so uh, now that uh, he has been set straight, if you will, uh, for when he gives an altar call, if that's what you want to call it, like we do in our churches today, uh, Apollos decides that he's going to go to Achaia and uh, up in Corinth and, and he's going to preach Jesus there and reckon with uh, the Jews uh, that were there in Corinth. And so uh, Luke's going to turn his attention back to Paul here. And uh, like I said a while ago that he leaves his entourage there in Ephesus and he travels, Paul does, to the port of Caesarea, Jerusalem, and Antioch. And then he goes through Phrygia and Galatia, and Luke says that he, while he's traveling to these places, he is strengthening their Christians that are at those churches that he and Barnabas started on the very first missionary journey. Um, and so Luke says that uh, Paul travels uh, through uh, the interior regions until he ends up back in Ephesus. And when he gets to the coast of Ephesus, he meets some believers there, and Luke tells us that there were 12 men. And maybe, uh, you know, Luke doesn't record this, but evidently Paul must have spent a little bit of time with these guys uh, and maybe had a conversation with them because he noticed that, that they were lacking uh, something in, in their uh, new Christian walk, in their new faith, if you will. And Paul, like he so often does, he just gets straight to the point. He says, did y'all receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And, and they're like, we don't even know what you're talking about. What, what, we've never even heard of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, well, what baptism then did you experience? And they said, the baptism of John, which tells me that these guys have been taught about Jesus by probably Apollos. And he only knew the baptism of John, so he baptized them in the baptism of John, which was a baptism of repentance, because it's all they knew. And so uh, uh, they said, we've never heard of the Holy Spirit, and we were baptized uh, uh, under the, the baptism of John. And so uh, Paul says, you know, John even told the people to believe in the one who would come later on, meaning Jesus. And so they basically just said, well, then baptize us in the name of Jesus, because we want the Holy Spirit that you're talking about. So they're baptized in the name of Jesus and Paul lays his hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. And Luke says that they spoke in other tongues and they prophesied. So here's a couple of things that I want to point out here. And uh, I'll give you the first one in form of a question. And, and, and let me say this, no matter what you believe, no matter how you were raised, no, no matter what you were taught all of your life, I want you to answer this question for yourself. And, and not by what you were taught, but answer this question for your, yourself. And if your answer, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, which is, that's what we measure everything by, the Word of God. Not what some preacher says, not what some Sunday school teacher says, not what some... Uh, uh, gr uh, Bible study group says or whatever, small group. Uh, 
we line everything up with the Word of God. And if we don't, we're in trouble. And so when you answer this question that I'm about to ask, line it up with the Word of God. And if what you believe does not line up with the Word of God, then perhaps maybe like these people, you may need to take action. Um, And so here's the question. If baptism, and by baptism, I'm saying, or the Bible says actually, that the baptism is being fully immersed in water. I mean, you've you've probably seen people do this before, where they they'll take a person in, into a pool of water, whether it be a lake, a a, a bathtub, a, a, a pond, a, a, a you know a, a baptismal pool tank, whatever, just whatever. And they'll take the people and and they'll dunk the people under fully under the water and they'll bring them back up that that's what the the bible's definition of baptism is it's fully immersion that's why uh when philip baptized the eunuch it says they both went down into the water and then when they came up the holy spirit uh took he just literally snatched philip away and and, and sent him set him in uh caesarea i believe so Here's the question. If baptism, and by baptism I'm saying the Bible teaches full immersion in water, if baptism isn't necessary, then why did Apollos baptize these men in John's baptism? Why didn't he just tell them, hey, believe in Jesus, and, uh, believe in Jesus with all your heart, and hey, everything's all right. Why didn't he just say that and stop there? Why would he go to the trouble of baptizing them by John's baptism? If baptism isn't an important part of being converted to Jesus, then why did Paul make it a big deal for them to be rebaptized, fully immersed in water, in the name of Jesus? Why didn't he just say, well, hey, y'all believed in Jesus, so it, it's all good, it's cool. But that, that's, not, that's not what happens. So we have to, or you have to, answer those questions. If if baptism isn't necessary, because there's a lot of churches that say you don't have to be baptized to go to heaven, that it, you know, and they'll call it a symbol. And, and, and you know, and I'm not going to get into all that. You can Google all that and study that for yourself on your own time. But just answer this simple question. If baptism isn't necessary, then why did Apollos bother baptizing these guys under John's baptism? And if baptism isn't necessary or if baptism isn't important, if it's not an important part of being converted to Jesus, why did Paul rebaptize these guys who have been baptized in John's baptism? Why did Paul just say, hey, you're, okay, you're good. Why did he baptize them in the name of Jesus so they could be filled with the Holy Spirit? And if I'm not mistaken, this is the only occurrence in Scripture where someone was rebaptized. And the reason why that they were rebaptized was because that they were taught wrong, probably by Apollos, because he was just teaching what he knew. And they were only being obedient to what they knew and what they were told. So when we come back from break, I want to dig into this just a little bit deeper. We'll be right back. When you're sad or upset about something, read John chapter 14. Jesus was telling his disciples that he would soon be leaving them. And, and so they're, they're naturally, they're, they're 
tore up. They're they're sad. And, and so what I want to do is just give you a few highlights from John chapter 14 just to give you some encouragement today. Jesus told them, he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust God. Trust also in me. He says, I'm leaving, but I'll be back like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back, Jesus says. And when everything is ready, I will come and I'm going to get you so that you will always be with me where I am. I will never leave you again, but I've got to, I've got to go away for just a little while. Uh, and, and by the way, where Jesus is, that place is called heaven. And there's no place like it whatsoever. And that's where we're going to get to be for eternity if we're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. But Jesus also tells them, he says, I am leaving you with a gift. Of, this gift is a peace of mind and a peace of heart. And the peace that I give is the gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. No, so and no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through in life, Keep your eyes on Jesus because he will give you peace, his peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and he will help you through whatever you're going through today. He'll help you get back up, and he will help you to keep grinding. So when we left to go to break, I, I asked a couple of questions uh, about why, if baptism is not important, and someone's conversion to Jesus and I'm not saying, because God, look, God makes a decision on who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. My responsibility as a, a, a scholar of the Bible and a teacher of God's word is to, my responsibility is to, responsibility is to teach you what the Bible says. And if I'm wrong on this, hey, you get wet. But if if you're wrong and you choose not to be baptized and you miss heaven because you weren't obedient to what God's word says, then that's on you. And so uh, I'm going to teach what the Bible says, and I'm going to give you some uh, uh, biblical examples here in just a second. But uh, I've had people, when I was preaching full time, I l literally had people get mad at me and leave the church over this very topic um, because they were they they had issues with some family members that who passed away and was never baptized and, and they were trying to say that uh, that I was saying that their loved ones are not in heaven. I, I don't put people into heaven. I don't put people into hell. I tell people how to get there and they choose to either accept Jesus or reject Jesus and they choose to be obedient or they choose to be disobedient. And, and and uh i plant and i water and it's god that brings the increase with the seed and so uh i'm going to share with you what god's word says and it's up to you to choose uh what to do with it and if uh you want to get mad and 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 never listen to the podcast again well you know god bless you and uh uh maybe you'll uh turn it back on at some other point but this is what the bible says about baptism and the reason why i asked those questions well why why would apollos if if baptism isn't necessary or if it's not important however you want to word that why would why didn't he say you just need to believe in jesus and believe in jesus with all your heart and you'll be saved i mean it, why would he baptize him under john's baptism and then why would paul 
make it a point to rebaptize these guys in the name of Jesus so they could be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, here, here's uh, uh, here's some things that I, that I that I want to share about baptism for the next few minutes. When a person reads the book of Acts, and that's what we've been studying here, um, we're in the 19th chapter. But when a person reads the book of Acts, after the Holy Spirit falls in Acts chapter 2, and that's when the church began, right? Jesus has died on the cross. He's been resurrected. He hung out with his uh, disciples for about 40 days. He sends back to heaven. They see this event happen. About 10 days later, the Holy Spirit falls, just as Jesus said it would. Uh, the Comforter would come. And it falls on, on, the, on the apostles, and they're speaking with tongues, and, and, and there's all kinds of thousands of Jews that had gathered for the Feast of Pentecost, and they hear these apostles speaking in tongues, and, and they think that they're drunk, and Peter stands up and he begins this sermon about how the Jews have crucified Jesus, and they've rejected their Messiah that they've been looking for all this time. And, and he says, you've crucified Jesus, and, and, and uh, you're guilty of this. And so uh, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, it says uh, they, they, they hear the sermon and they're, they're convicted in their heart. And they say, men and brethren, what, what do we got to do about this? Uh, what, what do we need to do? And, and Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this promise is unto you, to your children, and all those that are far off. And here we are 2,000 years later. We are the part of, of those that are afar off. And nothing has changed about the answer to Peter's uh, to their question to Peter. Peter, what do we got to do about this? We, we realize we're guilty. We have crucified Jesus, the Messiah, God in the flesh. We've done this terrible thing. What do we need to do? Peter says, repent. You know, you tell God you're sorry, but repentance is more than sorry. You turn away from whatever sin you're doing, and you walk away from it. And you try not to do it anymore. And he says you repent and, and is a conjunction word, combines two thoughts, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. In Acts chapter 8, Philip goes to Samaria and he's, he's preaching to Jesus. And he goes to Samaria because of the persecution uh, that Saul was wreaking havoc on the church. And he was, you know, he's going from house to house and putting men and women in prison. He's busting up these homes. And so Philip's taking his family, and, and he's, and along with many others, Philip, uh, Luke just uses Philip for an, one example. But Philip goes down to Samaria, and he's preaching Jesus, and he's working miracles. And it says that both men and women were baptized and it also says that great joy was brought to that city also in acts chapter 8 uh simon the sorcerer uh he he wanted to buy the power that the the apostles had and peter says look dude you're, you're in sin here you're in bad bad trouble but even simon the sorcerer when he heard about jesus he was curious and he believed in jesus and it doesn't stop there not only did Simon the sorcerer believe in Jesus, but he was baptized. He was fully immersed in water. Uh, and also, in, I believe in Acts chapter 8, uh, Philip, he, he catch, and I, I mentioned this a while ago, he catches up with the, Ethiopians, uh, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch's chariot, 
and the 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 eunuch is reading Isaiah 53 and and so uh Philip gets in the chariot with him he says do you understand what you're reading and the guy says how can I unless somebody explains this to me and so Philip takes him right where he's at right there in that desert in that chariot and he takes Isaiah 53 passage and he starts explaining that Isaiah is talking about this man Jesus who was just recently crucified and was resurrected. Now, it would be cool if the story stopped there, but it does not stop there because as they're studying about Jesus and Philip is telling this man that Isaiah is talking about Jesus, how he's died on the cross and he's been resurrected and he's ascended back to the Father and how his his blood will wash away our sins, the Ethiopian eunuch looks up and he sees water and he says, there's some water right there. What's keeping me from being baptized? Can I just be baptized right now? Okay, so if baptism is not important, why didn't Philip, first of all, why did he even ask Philip, there's some water, can I be baptized right now? Let's get, let's get this thing done. All right, and if baptism isn't important, then why didn't Philip say, ah, that you can do that later on. We can wait till we get a bunch of people together to baptize them later on next month or whatever. Or you don't even have to be, you don't have to worry about being baptized. You know, I know you're in a hurry to get where you need to go. Don't even worry about it. Well, if baptism is not important, why would the, the eunuch say, hey, there's some water. I want to be baptized right now. The, Philip, when the eunuch saw the water, Philip said, let's stop this chariot, dude, and let's get this taken care of right now. Let's do this thing. Let's don't put this off. We'll baptize you right now in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you're going to receive the Holy Spirit, just like uh, God promised. Here's another example. Paul himself, when he was saw and he was wreaking havoc on the church, remember he, he's on his way to Damascus, and, and uh, Jesus appears to him in that light and, and has the conversation with him, and he's blinded, and Jesus says, you need to go to Ananias' house. He's going to give you some directions on what you needed to do and so he he uh, ananias comes to jesus and and i'm sorry ananias comes to paul uh, when he was saul at the time and he tells saul what he needs to do and ananias did not say okay here saul here's what you need to do you need to repeat this prayer after me dear god i'm a sinner dear god I'm... that's not what that's not what ananias did ananias went to Saul and he said, you want to receive your sight? Here's what you need to do. You repent of your sins and be baptized. Arise and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And so Saul himself or Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The, 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 and I'm talking about in the name of Jesus, the one that he has been persecuting. He has been literally taking men and women from their homes and putting them in jail, many of them being killed for their faith, families being busted up all over the place, and this very man who was persecuting the Christians has now been obedient to Jesus, the Messiah. And he is going to spend the rest of his life talking about Jesus to the Jews and to the Gentiles. But Paul himself was baptized in water for the remission of his sins. Another example, Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, he, he, go, he, he, 
He's having an angel visitation. And then uh, the angel says, you need to uh, go to Joppa, send for Peter. Peter's up on the rooftop at Simon the Tanner's house, and he's having a vision. Uh, three different times, God shows him these all these unclean animals. And Peter says, I'm not going to eat that because it's unclean. And you, you know, your law says we're not supposed to eat that. And God says, you don't call unclean what I call clean. And here's what you need to do. A man's going to be coming. Uh, uh, these men are going to be coming. And you need to go with them uh to, to uh, Cornelius's house and there he's going to have his uh, friends and family there and they're waiting to hear a message from you about me and so that, that's what Peter does he takes some guys with him uh, some Jews and they go to Cornelius's house who is a Gentile he has gone and he's gathered up all of his friends and his relatives his family and they're all there in the house waiting to hear Peter's message and when Peter gets there Peter starts telling them about Jesus and while he's telling them about Jesus the Holy Spirit falls on these Gentiles just like he did on Peter and the rest of the apostles in Acts chapter 2. And it was a sign to Peter saying, oh man, now I see what this vision's all about. God has now welcomed the Gentiles into the church. The blood of Jesus Christ is also washing away the sins of the Gentiles. And that was a major issue for the Jews because they did not really like the Gentiles. And, and so... Uh, if the story stopped there, that would be great. But when you read Acts 10 and the story of Cornelius and his friends and his family hearing about Jesus, guess what? They were all baptized in water for the remission of their sins in the name of Jesus. Then there's another example in Acts chapter 16 in uh, you remember when Paul gets to Philippi because he had heard, he had seen the vision, the Macedonian call, hey, come over here and help us. And so uh, he goes to Philippi and, and when he gets to Philippi, he goes to the riverbank and he meets a woman named Lydia and some of her friends and, and, and Paul in this conversation with these people, he tells them about Jesus and, and Lydia uh, believes uh, the message, the gospel message, and Paul baptizes her. But not only does he baptize her, he also baptizes her friends. And then also in Acts chapter 16, there's another example of the Philippian jailer. If, and that's when Paul and Silas uh, were jailed uh, for preaching Jesus. Paul had cast out that demon out, out of that servant girl who um, uh, was... Uh, a tarot card reader and, and, and given all these, um, Oh, what do you call it? I forget, uh, fortune teller. And these guys had lost their money now that Paul had cast out the demon. And so they throwed Paul and Silas in prison. They're down there singing praises to God and they're praying to God. And, and the earthquake comes and the jailer comes running in and he's going to kill himself because he knew if those prisoners had escaped that it meant his life, he was going to die. And so, uh, Paul stops him and says, hey, nope, we're all here. Everything's good. And so the, the jailer realizes, he says, there's something about this God these guys are serving, and I want some of that. And so the, the jailer takes uh, Paul and Silas to his house, uh, dresses their wounds where they've been beaten, and, and he gives them some food. And Paul tells him about Jesus, and his family also hears the message, the gospel message of the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the Philippian jailer and his household, everybody in his house, believed in Jesus. But not only did they believe in Jesus, but they were also baptized in water, fully immersed for the remission of their sins. So 
we see a lot of examples in the book of Acts where after the Holy Spirit fell in Acts chapter 2 and the church began, the people who gave their lives to Jesus were baptized. They were fully immersed in water. And here's what we don't see in the book of Acts. We do not see not one example where someone came forward after a sermon in a church service and shook the preacher's hand and said they wanted to give their life to Christ. And the preacher says a little prayer with them there up front, in front of everybody. And then he announces it to the church because he had everybody to sit down. And so he announces it to the church and the church votes on that that person uh, being a member of the church or not. You don't find that in the book of Acts anywhere, not one place. Another thing that we don't see in the book of Acts or the Bible itself, we do not see one example of someone saying a prayer to receive Christ, what we call the sinner's prayer. You don't see that anywhere in the Bible, nowhere. Not one example by someone saying a prayer and being saved. It's literally this simple. A person shares Jesus with someone any place, any time, it does not matter where, and that person decides to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need to do that. If you want to go to heaven and spend eternity with God and not separated God for eternity, then you have to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said in John 14, 6. So a person shares Jesus with someone at any time, any place, and that person decides to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. They're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Their sins are forgiven, and they go and they live for Jesus the best that they can. Does that mean they'll never sin again? Absolutely not. We all sin. We're, uh, Romans 3.23 says we, are all, uh, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so here's my challenge to you. If you've been taught any other way and you've listened to this podcast and you just think I'm just crazy and insane, that's okay because I, 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 just, I probably am. But anyway, read it for yourself. Study the Scriptures. Study the book of Acts. Look at all these examples that Luke gives us in the book of Acts. And, and as Paul is traveling around, and these people give their life to Jesus and how they are fully immersed in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And they come up out of that water. Romans chapter 6 is an awesome chapter about baptism and how uh, we're put into the watery grave and we come up out of the grave, that watery grave, a new creation in Christ. And we're filled with God's Holy Spirit. And it starts a fresh walk with Jesus Christ. Friend, if you need to make that decision today to give Jesus Christ, uh, to make Him your your Lord and Savior, I pray that you do that. If you've, if you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you've been baptized for the remission of your sins, then I hope and pray that you are, you are spreading seed, that you are uh, planting seed and you are watering seed so that God can bring the increase. Uh, if you need to email me with any comments or questions, you can email me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a great day and keep grinding. Thank you for joining us today on the Grind It Podcast. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your family so that they too can be encouraged by the power of God's Word. If you have any comments or questions, just email them 
to thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, keep grinding, and God bless you.